Sebastian, you've built a beautiful business, man. And I know it's been ups and downs and and a lot of uh, you know heartache and mistakes and twenty thousand dollars worth of lost marshmallows that you had to find something to do with. But I mean, last year, last full year, you know, here we are in uh, April of twenty twenty three. But in twenty twenty two, you guys aimed for two and a half million. You hit three point two million at nineteen points of margin. I mean, you your business put six hundred thousand dollars in the bank after everybody was happy and paid and all the bills were taken care of. That's a nice business, dude. Hey, Business Building Warrior, I've got a great episode for you today. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'll be bringing on a guest in just a moment. This is a gentleman that I had a good long conversation with, captured all of it, and you're going to thoroughly enjoy yourself. It's a very realistic look at what it looks like to really scale into some significant numbers doing the stuff that we talk about today. This gentleman, just to cut right to some recent and pretty impressive numbers from my vantage point, he did... 3.2 3.2 million last year. His goal was 2.5 million in 2022. He ended up hitting 3.2 million in 2022. And as we're rolling into t- through 2023 right now, his goal for the year is 5 million. He's not sure if he'll hit it or not. It's a team of just five people. He's got some warehouse space. He's doing a whole bunch of bundles based on the training that we teach around here. The proven brand building strategy that you may have heard us talk about before. And just as a side note, if you're new around here, let me explain. Those who have been around a while, you know all of this already. But if you're new to our podcast, let me explain what I just said, the proven brand building. That is one of dozens of training modules that you'll find inside our Amazon seller training learning portal. We call it the Proven Amazon Course. ProvenAmazonCourse.com is the flagship Amazon training of this community. It's the training that our guest today has used to grow and build a beautiful business. He's always learning new things. He's always trying new things. He's always going back to the Proven Amazon course and checking out the modules that have been added there. And he talks about that today. But if you're ready to get serious about Amazon, we're going to start you out with the same place we start almost all new sellers. And that's taking little tiny risks, getting paid while you learn the basics, and then slowly ramping into the kind of business that you're going to hear our guest today talk about. And that is, of course, the bundling that he's doing. He's creating branded bundles. That means common everyday household items that you could recognize and pull off any store shelf around you. He bundles them into a group, adds in an item that's unique that no one else can get their hands on. He talks a little bit about that today. And now he's got a listing on Amazon that no one else can sell against. He learned that concept from us. He he talks about barcodes and brand registry and GTIN. He gets a little into the weeds today. But just know this, if you go into the Proven Amazon course learning portal and look for the Proven Brand Building course, which is actually sold separately as well. If you want to go check out provenbrandbuilding.com, you can see the details of what's in that course. That's what he's used as his foundation to launch. At this point, he has, he said, about 100 bundles that he's selling. And some of them are selling hundreds of units a month. And he's built a beautiful business around that. And you're going to thoroughly enjoy hearing some of the examples he gives of some of the things that have gone right, some of the things that have gone wrong, and how much he feels like he still has to learn as he's building his business. He's used the services for uh, building his brand on Amazon. He used the services of Humminbird. We'll have a link to that in the show notes today. 
He's brand registered as well. So for those of you who are wondering, can I do branded bundles without being brand registered? We don't recommend it. We recommend you get brand registered. We can help with that. That's what Humminbird, that's the services that they provide. It's not as pricey as you might be thinking. It's something you should definitely look into if you're ready to get, start getting into bundles. We start most new sellers out with replens. He talks about that today. He still does have about 75 to 100 or so replen listings. So he does some of that too, but he's far more excited about those ASINs, those listings on Amazon that only he can sell against. One of my highlights today from the, this episode that I really enjoyed was when he was talking about a warehouse space, when his, his basically his girlfriend said, hey, you can't keep your business in my kitchen anymore. <laughs> Our small apartment can't accommodate this thing. So he went out and found a warehouse space, a guy that would let him use a little corner of the warehouse. And as he tells the story, you'll hear him address it later, but I won't take all the details. But now... Our guest today, Sebastian, basically took this huge warehouse. He's taken it over one little piece at a time. As the gentleman who owned the warehouse, as his business was winding down because of COVID, here came Sebastian filling up this warehouse and helping this gentleman keep his business afloat by helping him pay rent, a very flexible relationship that's led to other tremendous opportunities for both of them. And he shares that story today. I really enjoyed that because business is all about relationships, as you've heard us talk about it today. He drops several little nuggets of lessons. He illustrates very well today on our interview why you should diversify your risk on Amazon. Don't go all in on a product that you like or something you're excited about or some keywords I found told me that this is a hot niche. I'm going to go spend $30,000 and dive in deep. People who do that lose consistently. Sebastian, every time he's dove deep, he's regretted. He talks about that. Diversify your risk. Stay nimble, stay lean, don't overcommit, sell a handful of different ASINs, a bunch of different ASINs eventually, and diversify that risk. That's the way to build a beautiful business. And it's fantastic that the year that uh, 2022, he put about $600,000 net profit after everybody was paid, including himself. He put $600,000 net profit in the bank last year using the strategies that we're talking about today. That's pretty incredible. Last thing I'll say before we get Sebastian on the line, he will be with us in Columbus, Ohio. If you haven't made plans to join us July 6th through 8th, 2023 in Columbus, Ohio, man, you want to be there. There are going to be some incredible people there hanging out. We've got hundreds of people already registered. We've got 40 breakout sessions scheduled for all levels of e-commerce expertise. If you are brand new and you've never made a penny online before, you need to be there. If you've got a multiple seven-figure business, you'll hear how excited Sebastian is to be there. He knows there's some people playing at a big level that he can learn from. You need to be there. It will be encouraging, inspirational. And here's some really good news. If you're saying to yourself, man, I can't afford the registration for this event. We've been talking to sponsors in the past several days who have more than paid for the event at this point. So we've created a pool of funds that we're using for scholarships, which means if you're having trouble getting to the event because of the cost, we want you there. If the message we have here resonates with you and you're going to take advantage of the content that you're going to learn, building a real business that you can be proud of, using the internet creatively, hanging out with other business building warriors, and you want to be there, but the money's holding you back, let us know. We've got a scholarship program. You can go to theprovenconference.com slash scholarship. Fill out a form. Someone will get with you. It's very discreet. We're not going to embarrass you or call you out in any way. We just want to bless 
the people who really could benefit from this. We've got some excess funds for the event. We're going to put it towards that. We'd love to have you there. It'd be our pleasure to have you there, especially if you're brand new around here. We want to really show off what this community is capable of and the kind of people that can improve your life if you come hang out. And spending time with business building warriors is always time well spent. Well, I think that's enough announcements for now. You're going to be impressed with this gentleman. I was uh, very honored to get to know him. And apparently we've had conversations in the past, which I didn't recall with hundreds of people coming to our events. Sometimes I just don't remember the, the brief interactions that I have with everyone, but he mentions that we had talked before and And he was telling me that he had some big plans and man, he has sure made those big plans happen. Very impressed with this gentleman today and the trajectory that he's on. Let's get over and meet Sebastian. So Sebastian, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, Jim. Pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure for me as well, even that I met you in person at the last conference and I'm happy to be here. Outstanding. Well, I didn't realize that we'd met at the last conference. I apologize. That was a pretty crazy few days, but <laughs> it's always a blast, man. We've got the next one coming up in uh, July. Maybe we'll talk about that, but let's get into your story, man. I'd love to hear your story and, and get more detail about how your business is doing. I started in e-commerce because of one of my friends that he was already doing eBay and he was already a year into Amazon. That was around 2000. 15 when he was, I met him out at work. I wasn't working at a fast food chain with him. And he could tell me, hey, listen, this e-commerce thing that's going on, people sell stuff online. Why don't you get into it? And all that. I always just to get him off my back. I used to say, yeah, yeah, one of these days I'll get into it. Don't worry, one of these days. The guy kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it for three years or two and a half years. And one night I was just watching TV and I had an argument with argument with my, my girlfriend at the moment. And I was just sitting there waiting for everything to pull off. And I got a message from him to say, hey, did you thought about it? About the Amazon thing? I'm like, you know what? Send me the links. I'm going to learn about this Amazon thing. You keep talking about it. So that's how everything started. Uh, he sent me the links. I look into the, the online courses that they are there. So he sent me the link not for the pack. He sent me the link for some other course that I bought it. Didn't find it too interesting because it was mostly how to set up your Amazon store, da da da. All the basic Amazon stuff that I was set up. So I got back to him. Hey, listen, this uh, course you sent me wasn't expensive. It was like two hundred dollars for the course. I, I know two hundred dollars. It's nothing, no problem. Then he sent me your link, your the pack course. Uh, I think I'm one of those members that have a. Uh, access to the pack for life because I think I, I bought it for 400 or 350 for the for everything and I look into it and I, that's how I start everything. I started doing uh, retail arbitrage, online arbitrage and then I moved to wholesale and since then I have been doing wholesale for the last two and a half years I think, three years and it's been pretty good because I love retail arbitrage. Yes, I love it but it wasn't for me in a way that if you like to be in the stores, buying stuff, looking for new asings and and having a whole big catalog of new asings all the time and not knowing if the store is going to have it, then it's okay to do it. But at that moment, I, I didn't know about the replenish 
uh, model that's going out there at the moment with a lot of, of the students at the one or a lot of the, of the members of the group at the one. At that point, I was probably doing that, but I didn't know what to call it because I was just going to the same stores, getting the same products, and sending it to Amazon. But I, I find it, it was harder for me because I had my regular job from, and I was doing that on, on my time off or, or maybe after work or before work or even on my lunch hour to get the items to send to Amazon. It was a process. Yeah. I love the process. Yeah. But I didn't like it. Yes. But I didn't love it because of the whole situation I had going at the moment between work, family and, and that. So I had to choose what, what direction I wanted to go. And I ended up doing wholesale when I learned wholesale. And I like it because I, it's hard to get suppliers sometimes. Yes, but once you get a good supplier, you can get good items. You can have good product or you can even create your own listings and find the demand of whatever products people need and create your own bundles. Because I'm mostly a, a bundle person. That's how I knew more about the, com the community because I signed up to the bundle workshop that Je uh, Jenny Hunt and Lisa had. Yeah, the right. Very first, the very first workshop they did on the bundle, I was one of their students. And since then, I get to like the bundling. And I think mostly is because uh, the profit margin are bigger. On the bundling part, yeah, it's a little tedious. Not a lot, not a lot of people want to do it, and that's the best part because there is not a lot of people doing it. You have better chances of making better margins. So, how many bundles do you have at this point, Sebastian? Ah, uh, eighty percent of my listings are bundles. That's awesome. How, how many? Just give me a round number, approximately. How many bundle listings? I do have around seventy-five. Nice. My catalog is not huge. My catalog is only 100, uh, almost 250 listings, uh, altogether listings, but active at the moment, I only have probably 175 listings. And I do have close to 100 bundles, close to 175, 100 bundles in my catalog. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So it sounds like you've, you've kind of, um, changed your business over time. You started off doing some retail, you drifted into wholesale, you drifted into bundles. And now you've got about 100 bundles, like you said, on about 175 active listings. So most of your, most of your ASINs are bundles at this point. That's tremendous. Yeah. So talk me through talk me through some of your successful bundles. Was it hard to get them established? Did they take off on their own? And also, are these protected bundles? Meaning, do you have any of your own branded items in these bundles? Or are you just making bundles that other sellers could sell against? At first, before we went to the... At this point, we have some of them that are protected because we have our, our brand already registered. We are, we are brand registry. So we are making our own products and certain products to make the bundle unique, to add value to the bundles. I learned that from Lisa. I didn't implement it until a few months after the first conference we went to because there, it was that little piece of the puzzle that was missing. And um, when we listened to Nate talking on stage about bundling stuff and how the company, 
their company, Hummingbird, is uh, helping this person who get the stuff from Home Depot and everything. And I had two, I had two other people with me. I had one of my guys and I had my, my younger brother at the conference. And I said to him, listen, this is what I've been talking to you about it. This is what I've been talking to you about it. We got to make our bundles unique. And it was that puzzle that was missing. And uh, after the conference or before the, before the, the Nate, Nate get off the stage, the person that came with me asked some questions. And at the end of the event that day, the couple from Texas, the one who Nate was talking about, got close to us and we started talking about the bundle and things and how we do it and what's the part that's missing for us. And that's when we made the decision to go brand registry, to register our brand and everything. So we did it. That's why we decided to do our own brand and brand registry because we don't want no other people selling on our listings. Now we are having better success with our bundles. We are looking for friendly keywords to create our bullet points and our description for our listings. And in most of our listings, we are not doing advertising. You so, said you you aren't doing any advertising? No pay-per-click? Nothing. Wow, that's great. So once your bundles have momentum, they just go. Wow. You don't need to do any yeah. more marketing. Yeah, that's no. great. They just go. We normally notice, like I said, that I the person that worked with, uh, with me He's pretty good with reading demand and stuff like that on, on the items and everything. So we create bundles based on the demand of the product. And um, like I said, we don't pay no advertising for the for the products. That's great. Even when you're launching them, do you spend some money on pay-per-click when you launch a new bundle? Or do you just use keywords and kind of read the market to launch bundles that work? Friendly keywords. That's yeah, it. that's great. I love to hear it. Well yeah. done. Just friendly keywords, no advertising at all. That's right. Man, that's, yeah, that's great. So for the listeners who don't know what Sebastian's maybe talking about today, our latest course inside the Proven Amazon course collection is called Proven Brand Building. And you can read up on that course. It's sold separately as well at provenbrandbuilding.com. But we talk about brand registry, building bundles, making them protected so that other sellers can't sell against your bundle listing by including brand registry. And if all that terminology seems complex or over your head as a listener today, don't worry, we talk you through it. That's what the course goes into. We love seeing sellers get into bundles though, because there's so much opportunity there. And uh, as Sebastian has shared, he's got about a hundred bundle listings that he sells against. Um, and he, you know, you lose some listings sometimes, you know, uh, Amazon pulled one of his better listings. Uh, now that wasn't a bundle you said, Sebastian, but still, you know, things happen, you lose listings sometimes, but having a hundred products that you can sell against active, that's a nice business. Do you mind sharing some numbers with us? Well, Sales? I don't remember last, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, you probably don't, when I saw you at the conference for the VIP dinner. We talked for like five minutes before the people from Long Island went on the elevator and they said, how do you, I mentioned you mentioned to you, uh, our goal was to do 2.5 million on 2022. And because the year before we did a year, uh, 1.9. So we were aiming for 2.5, but we did, uh, 3.2 in 2022. You did 3.2 million in 2022. And at the beginning of this, Sebastian, you were talking about your business as if 
<laughs> you're you weren't you didn't sound as excited as I would expect a guy to sound who's got a three point two million dollar operation selling high margin bundles. So I know there's a lot more to this story that we haven't heard yet. There's a lot of pain points in this story for sure that we don't know yet. But that's a beautiful business, man. Congratulations. That's a tremendous business. One thing that gave me the most is there is a lot of misinformation out there still in the internet about how people still believe uh, this is a get-rich-quick thing. Oh, it's not. We never say that on this podcast or in our community. We don't allow it. It's not. It's a lot of work. That's what I said to them. Yeah. I only smile when, and I don't even tell them. I don't tell people what to do for a living because the first thing that goes through their head is, oh, you make a lot of money. Like, no, I don't. I just work a lot. It's going well. Yeah, it's better than what it was before. Yes. But the first thing that goes through their head is, Oh, it's easy. Teach me how to do it. I'm like, I just point them direct to the pack. I'm like, you want to learn how to do Amazon? Uh, you want to make you want to make sure this is what you want to do. You want to get into this? Stop listening to what you see on YouTube or these people that tell you in six months you're going to be making two million dollars. Stop listening yeah. to this. Go. Yeah, get them off YouTube and get them into the pack. That's yeah. awesome, man. I love yeah. it. I tell them you want really want to know if this is what you want to do. Follow this group on Facebook. It doesn't cost you no money. Follow it. Read. Learn from it before you start spending money on something. Yes. Because this is not for everyone. That's right. And when I tell them that, they say, why do you say that to me? I'm like, listen, you don't want me to sell Amazon now. I don't have a problem with you selling Amazon. I just don't want you to think this is as easy as they make it, make it sound in YouTube. Mm-hmm. All those Facebook videos that tell you, oh, I build your own store. I build your store. I manage it for you. And you're going to be making millions of dollars. No, that it's never not- works. And I don't get tired of telling that people. The person that got me involved on this said something to me before because one of my friends asked me that he wants to get an Amazon. I said to him, I let you watch the videos I watch. If you want to learn, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Never never showed up to the, to the place where I, was, I wasn't willing to show him my, my, my credentials because I'm like, no, it's not worth it. You want to do it? You got, you got to come here and you got to watch the videos at the warehouse. So never showed up. Two, two years later, he's like, uh, can you teach me how to do Amazon? I'm like, I sent him the link for the pack, purchase the course there, and you learn there. Because when something is free, people don't appreciate it. That's so true. That's why we charge a little bit of money for our course and content and, and even more for coaching so that we know who's taking it seriously. When people invest in themselves, they, that means they're taking it seriously. If they're not willing to do that, this is just one of 50 good ideas that they're juggling around in their brain <laughs> and they're looking for the easiest one. And that's just that's not the mindset of a business building warrior that's, that's required to build any business. There's no business out there, Sebastian. I, you know, you, it sounds like you're figuring this out on your own, but there's just no business out there that you sit down, you click a few buttons, you do a couple things, you pay a little bit of money into a system and suddenly you're making a bunch of money. It doesn't exist. And if you hang out on YouTube too long, you're going to be convinced that maybe it does exist, but it doesn't. Business is work. Business is sacrifice. It's patience. It's being willing to 
stay up late a few nights, get up early a few days and, and learn some new things that are uncomfortable. But if you're willing to do those things, uh, you really can build a beautiful business. So congratulations again, man. You've, you're hitting some beautiful sales numbers. What's your goal for 2023? Here we are, you know, the end of Q1 has already happened. So, you know, what's your goal for this year? Our goal was five, five millions, but we hit a something where we hit the last two months. The problem is we have, we grow so much from September to December and we didn't control the cash flow as much because we had uh, moments where we had the money every certain time when with our loan or our line of credit. Yeah. So we were planning based on we have been getting for the last two years, like every three months or every six months, we get the money from the line of credit. So we got money to grow on this and this. But this time, because the situation that's going on with the interest and everything, they didn't offer to refinance our loan or our line of credit. So we hit that rock where we didn't have cash for two months. So we had to jump over hoops to make it like we we had to stop our growth. Like we just stopped it completely. And we just kept doing what we know was we decided on the items that need that we need the most. And the new items that we're thinking about selling, we stopped them for a minute, for a moment. So to get out of this. So finally, the last three months being wasn't, let's say, terrible hard for us, but if we couldn't prepare better, or if we hadn't think about like, oh, the money is, is not gonna come, we wouldn't have the situation. So now we are getting better at managing the cash and our growth. We are trying to grow slowly and steady. That's why because when that happened, there's a phrase you always said, and I remember this phrase from the very beginning when I used to listen most of the uh, silent gym uh, podcast, one uh, go uh, an inch deep and mile wide. Yes, inch and, deep, uh, mile wide. Yes, spread your risk out across a bunch of different products. And that thing was hitting my head. Uh, those the, that was the first thing that hit my head when the, the situation started. I'm like, this is what he meant by that. This is mm-hmm. why he meant by that. And because the thing is. We created certain bundles that we never thought they were going to be moving as fast. We create some, like a few bundles in the last three months that we have one that's selling about 500 pieces a month. Another one that's selling 400 pieces a month. The other two are moving two, 300 pieces a month. And we have like, like we have 10 bundles that we just create them. A few months ago, and they moving faster than than we thought they're going to move. Yeah, and <laughs> that's of great. The, of the same product we have, uh, we use the same product for about ten to twenty bundles. Wow, that's great. And and this is just for the listeners to make sure they're understanding what you're saying here. None of these products are products that you created or invented. No, you're bringing you're putting them into a bundle under your brand. And they just add something else to make them unique so people doesn't jump over. Exactly. Now, I don't want to give away any of your secrets today, Sebastian. So you don't have to answer this question. But 
with as much specificity as possible, what do you include in your bundles to make them distinct so that others can't sell on them? Do you have any general tips for the listeners today? Again, without exposing your business in any way to potential competitors, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to distinguish their bundles? Add something that uh, value to the bundle. Add something that only you can get <laughs> to the bundle, right? <laughs> no, not necessarily add something that has value to it. Oh, something yeah. that has value. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're going to add something that doesn't add value to the, to the main item. What's the point? Yes. And Amazon has been known to shut those listings down too. The popular example is a refrigerator magnet, right? And you'll see some listings out there and they'll last a while and they seem to do well. Bundles, you know, it's it's six different kinds of potato chips and a refrigerator magnet, for example. And you'll see people sell those. And But all of a sudden, those listings will disappear at some point. Amazon, as you just said, Sebastian, they want value-added bundle items. Yeah. So you need to add something that That's brings how- significant value to that collection of products. Yeah, I sell one of an item that I sell. I sell the item, single item, and I look into it on Amazon. I was doing reverse sourcing, and I noticed this is a lotion. It's a lotion for uh, for people who ride their bike. And I noticed this thing has menstrual spoons. My question is, what does the menstrual spoons, what value the menstrual spoons add to this Lotion. You're saying measuring spoons for a lotion. Yeah. yeah. I don't see the connection of value there. And we always talk about this with the guys in the warehouse. Like if we want to add something to a bundle to make it unique, we got to make sure the bundle or the item we add into it add value to the main product. Absolutely. So yes. If you add something, make sure it does add value to it to increase their value. That something that make the, the customer when they buy it think about it yeah i could use that with it right it, uh, it complements i think that's a good word right it complements the other items it, it complements the, the, the main item in the bundle correct and it's so, yeah. when you're finding these complementary items are are you branding them under your brand or are you just digging Not for you don't brand them they don't have your branding on them Oh, they do, you said. They have my brand and they have my logo. Very good. So you do include your logo. And that's not that hard to do. That That's really not that hard to do. Again, that's part of what we train in the Proven Brand Building class. The bundling class that's inside the Proven Amazon course is these kinds of concepts. But yeah, it sounds like you're doing it. You're doing it right. I haven't seen your store. I don't need to see your store. But I can kind of start to paint a picture in my head of what it must look like. And that's such an exciting business that you've built. Are you mainly in the grocery category or what categories are you selling in? Which ones are you most excited about? Home and kitchen and uh, sports and outdoors. Sports and outdoors. So home and kitchen and sports and outdoors. No grocery. A lot of times bundlers get into grocery. But I love... You don't have any expiration dates on the stuff you're selling. That's great. I only have... Few items that are not under they you can call they on the snack area of groceries. They do have we have bundles of them too, but they're the reason we stay with them is because their the show life is up to maybe 12, 15 months. So we right. have a good 
time to work with them because I was in grocery at that moment before, and I lost a lot of money on a, on a, one of the of the snacks because they move, but somehow I don't know what happened that they stopped moving as much, and I, was, I had so much inventory on Amazon that. They, it expired. They expired. Yeah, you had to recall them, and you know, we we typically as things get close to expiration date for us on the foods that we sell, we donate them to a food pantry, that sort of thing, get a tax write off as best we can. It takes a loss, but yeah, that's why I'm not as excited about food bundles as, as a lot of people are, simply because of the expiration dates that you have to monitor. For I'm the, not for all that. I'm not excited about them. Yeah. Because I did also lost money with uh, marshmallows in the summer when uh, I, I I didn't know that marshmallows uh, were meltable. Oh no, that sounds like a tragic story, man. What was your loss there? If you had to put a dollar figure to the summertime marshmallow disaster, what did you lose there? Twenty thousand dollars in marshmallow loss. Did you have a big s'mores party at the uh, warehouse, man? What'd you do? I have to donate them. I donate them. Uh, thanks God, there is a guy who used to work at the warehouse that works at the, at the food pantry. Yeah. I text him, hey, listen, I got some marshmallows that they're going to... Um, I can sell them. Right. Wow. Yeah. 20000 You gave him $20,000 worth of marshmallows. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh too, but I just got to imagine the listeners going to be like, wow, that's... That's a crazy story, but that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're running a seven-figure business selling physical goods. You're going to have some of those issues that pop up. And the thing is, they they were more expensive than regular marshmallows because they are vegan marshmallows. So, and well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's about managing risks, managing cash flow, diversifying your inventory, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to get out ahead of your skis is kind of the, the mindset I have is you, you get overly confident and you put way too much money into something that that doesn't deserve that much confidence. You get overly confident. So many times the mistakes that I see sellers make are just simply because they got overly confident. They trusted their own instincts too much. And I think you learn as an experienced seller not uh, to trust your own guesses, to use real uh, data. <laughs> When you get so comfortable, so comfortable with something, you think you you already got it, that you're good at it. That's when you don't respect, yeah. and that the worst can happen. And you're about happens. to learn a lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're about to learn a big lesson. <laughs> yeah, that, as the Bible, the Bible says, pride comes before a fall. Right. So you yeah. got to stay humble. You've you've got to sl- grow slow and steady. Right. And don't take unnecessary risks. Yeah, you're you're on a tremendous trajectory. You've learned a lot. I mean, just a few years ago, you were in fast food, and now you have a business that you're hoping to hit multiple seven figures, and you've got a staff and a warehouse. Um, it's a beautiful business, man. One other thing that I normally tell people is, if you're going to get into this, don't think in, in like three months you're going to start working, and you're going right. to be working for yourself and making money. No. No. Because I start to pay myself with this business after two years. That's when I start getting a paycheck. I was working all the hours, whatever I work I did, and I wasn't getting a single dime of it for two years. Wow, that's a lot of work. You were just pouring the money back into the business. 
I was just pouring it back in. Yeah. The first year when I started, I did lost 15,000 the first year. I truly appreciate that you send people to the Proven Amazon course to get started because we emphasize you've got to be making money as you learn or you're not doing it right. If you're just burning cash, hoping it pays off eight months from now, building a brand, buying expensive software, pouring money into equipment, if you're just burning through cash, you're not doing it right. Anybody can take nonsensical risks and burn through cash. We want you to be slow and steady, earning money, being profitable as you grow. Because we've seen it go so wrong so fast for so many sellers who just get out. So they want to go, like you said, they want to be full-time in three months and replace their income. There's no business out there that does that. It just doesn't happen. It's work. It's, it's risks. It's testing. It's learning as you go. It's building slowly, as you can attest to. So yeah, a lot of wisdom in what you're sharing today. To me, the whole cash flow challenges, Sebastian, I'd be curious to, to hear what kind of funding you're using because there are so many creative solutions out there for profitable Amazon sellers. I don't know if you want to share what um, source you're using, but we've got a handful of others for you to take a look at and consider. I do take Amazon. You use Amazon's money? Understood. Have you looked into companies like Seven Figure Funding or Accrue Me? No, I do have a line of credit with uh, Marcus Goldman Sachs. They offer me a line of credit. But I haven't looked into it. I know at the last conference that it was a company that offered, I don't know if it was loans or a line of credits. So we, we are looking for a line of credit to see if we can replace Amazon loans. Pardon the interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I've got to tell you about the sponsor that we have today, Humminbird. H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D, humminbird.com. There's a link in the show notes. They provide services for all your trademarks, corporate setup, branding, marketing, and tax advising as well. As we enter that time of the year where taxes are on the mind of especially those of us here in the United States, how do you most efficiently handle the challenges of making sure you get all of your deductions, taking care of all your tax concerns, making sure you do it right without paying too much as an e-commerce seller, as an Amazon business building warrior. They've got some incredible services that you should go check out at humminbird.com. That's spelled H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. Let's get back to the program. We are looking for a line of credit to see if we can replace Amazon loans. Yeah. You need to look into Acrumi and Seven Figure Funding. They're both going to be sponsors at our event this year. And I'll stick links to both of them in the show notes. But silentgym.com slash funding is a link to Acrumi. And basically the way it works is they'll just look at how much inventory you have and loan you a significant amount of money based on that. And it's not, and there's no payments. That's the beautiful part about this, Sebastian. They don't expect any payments. There's no interest that's accumulating. They just monitor your business's growth. And then at whatever point you want to give that money back, they get a percentage of your growth. So there's no payment scheduled. You don't owe them a certain payment every month. You use that pile of cash as long as you want to use it. And you can give it back when you're done with it, along with a percentage of your growth. It's a pretty cool model. 
this is my new adventure that I'm starting, Walmart, and see how it goes. Nice. And then it's going to be eBay. I'm that's fantastic. Yeah, the, and that's the order that I'm most excited about the next five years is Amazon, by far, number one. Walmart, number two, solid number two contender. Then we've got a whole bunch of places that play kind of into that third place role with me. And eBay is probably the top of the list. So Walmart is the... I'm into Walmart. I only have 57 items published. And sure. I've been noticing orders here and there, three, four orders a day. I'm testing the waters and uh, mm-hmm. testing the uh, fulfilled by Walmart. I'm just pretty much testing products to see if, if people order version fulfilled because there is no software right now or there right. is no software for Walmart. Yeah, it's still being built out. Yeah, it, it's still far harder to navigate. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I would say it's harder than eBay even, but there's a, there's a lot more traffic and a lot more potential on Walmart, a lot fewer sellers as well. So yeah. it's a good place to play. Um, we are going to play because we need to. Yeah. Well, tell me about your... Uh, anytime someone mentions their sales numbers, I always like to hear their their net margin. You know, Break your numbers down a little bit for me. You did 3.2 million last year, you said in 2022, right? Or you did two and a half. Yeah. But what, what's your net margin? You're aiming for 3.2. My net profit margins... Yeah. I did uh, 19.5%. Wow. That's tremendous. Now that's before you pay yourself. Yes. And that's now you have, you already paid your team before. So you've got, you're basically, your business is, is banking 19 net margin. And then you pay yourself out of that. And you're the only thing that isn't paid at that yeah, point. I do pay myself. I'm on the payroll. You're I, on I'm, the payroll. I'm on the payroll. So even after you've paid yourself, your business yeah. has 19, 19% net margin. Yeah, that's what I had last year. But this year, I normally pay kind of good to the employees I have. I don't... We're all young people. I'm the oldest out of them. I'm almost 25. And the other ones are 29, 24, 26, and uh, 31. So I do have an employee, a full-time employee that is making forty five thousand a year, and I have a part timer that's making eighteen dollars an hour. That only works sixteen hours a week. Does and the highest pay full timer is making fifty six a year. And like like I told them, I want them to get paid good, but I want them to work as good because they don't have no one right on the back of their neck telling them what to do. I'm like, we, t- uh, we teach them what to do. You know what to do. So do not think because of there is nobody telling you what to do or no one looking at what you're doing. Like there is a chance just to play around. No, we appreciate you. We care for you. We pay you good. So please do the work as you should. So we, you don't, we all, we all know each other. We all have, have fun, we talk and everything, but when it's time to work, we work. Well so, done. That's a great team. So how many on your team total? It sounds like, what, four or five? Uh, it's four full-times and one part-time. Yeah. Tremendous. So, uh, and I started from the uh, from the kitchen of my house, of the that's... apartment. I, I was living in an apartment where I don't even have a, li- a living room in that apartment. I only had 
kitchen and three bedrooms on the second floor. And I was using my kitchen to work on Amazon. And in 2019, my girlfriend said to me, hey, listen, get out of my F kitchen, please. I need my kitchen back. She said to me, I give you till this month for you to get out of the kitchen or all your stuff going to be out. <laughs> wow. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing boxes here, boxes there, tape here, tape there. No, that's it. No more. So pretty much that took me to a warehouse. I either looked for a sublease on, on Craigslist. I found it near my house. I went to this guy. It's like the guy, the guy been nice to me. He'd been very helpful. An older, an older guy. He'd been like, he'd been in business for a long time. He, and he, I, everything I need to, to know, I asked him, how do I approach this? How do this? How, like, and he'd been telling me what to do. Most, most of the things have pretty much been given to me in a way where, uh, the logistics in the warehouse, he has, a forklift, he has pallet racks, he has pallet jacks, he has everything I needed to have in a warehouse without me having to purchase. So he's like, there's everything for you to use, the equipment. You're just going to pay me this much for this much room you need. And once you start taking or needing more room, you let me know. And you start paying me based on what room you need or whatever you're taking. I started with 900 square feet at the warehouse. Now I have 75% of the warehouse myself. And same guy, same warehouse. Same warehouse. That's fantastic. So I bet you two have become uh, buddies, huh? Is that a, he, he's, he's a mentor to you, it sounds like to me. He had his own business and the pandemic came and killed it completely because he was, uh, he's a wholesaler for like small uh, pop and mom stores and stuff like that. Sure. And the store closed. Wow. And, it whatever to- was, I purchased an item for an item from him that he knows the owner of the brand. They pretty close, so uh, the owner of the brand sold it to him, and he sold it to me. Pretty much, he just brings it to the warehouse and drop it off in the warehouse, and I ship it to Amazon. But I know I could go to the to the owner of the brand and get it, but it wouldn't be right after all he done for me. I know yeah. I could get a cheaper from the from the other guy. But you know what? He had done so much for me that I wouldn't feel good doing it because he helped me out when I needed the most. Yeah. Now I help him out now that he needed. Yeah. When you're doing business the right way, it never destroys relationships. It only That's, enhances them. So that thing, now he's mostly all his business is gone. All right. he got is a few items. But you're paying his rent in his big warehouse. Pretty much. and. I'm, I got seventy five percent of the warehouse, and uh, someone else got the the rest of it. Some uh, another person that he knows that make uh, tomato sauce, but this person is never in the warehouse. All his pallets are on like on all the way on top of the racks that they only come down when uh, Trader Joe's needs an order. Mm-hmm. Their stuff is in Trader Joe's and uh, some other supermarkets that this person has the tomato sauces in there. So whenever they need to, they just put the pallet down. Send them out. You should get permission to sell that stuff on Amazon. Have you talked to him? Yeah, she doesn't. She Not doesn't interested. Want it on Amazon. She doesn't want it on Amazon. Well, there's no way for her to keep it off of Amazon. <laughs> she does uh, realize that, right? If a, yeah. if a brand doesn't want their stuff on Amazon, 
not a whole lot they can do about it. I mean, they they can, and they they can make Amazon's life difficult enough that they can accomplish it, but it's an expensive process because uh, Amazon's an open marketplace. Uh, but anyway, a, a topic for another day, perhaps. But what a story. Sebastian, you've built a beautiful business, man. And I know it's been ups and downs and and a lot of uh, you know heartache and mistakes and twenty thousand dollars worth of lost marshmallows that you had to find something to do with. But I mean, last year, last full year, you know, here we are in uh, April of 2023. But in 2022, you guys aimed for two and a half million. You hit 3.2 million at 19 points of margin. I mean, you your business put six hundred thousand dollars in the bank after everybody was happy and paid and all the bills were taken care of. That's a nice business, dude. It is. It's beautiful. It sure beats fast food. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sure does. But it's worth it. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. I feel there's a whole lot of a whole lot more we could learn from you. And if I recall in our conversations as we were talking about having you on the podcast, you said something about wanting to be back on the show again once things got bigger. (laughs) Do you remember saying that? And what did you have in mind when you said that? I don't know. I think I I could bring better value to the listeners because I think there is a lot more to learn from Amazon for myself. Oh, of course there is. There is. I got involved into Sears. Uh, marketplace, but Sears Marketplace is years behind an Amazon or Walmart or eBay. Oh, of course. And, you know, it's like a little more complex. Uh, I'm learning Walmart and see how it goes. So uh, maybe next time I'll be in the, in the podcast. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a year from now or. Yeah, but I'd love to have you back. It, and there's always more to learn. I've been doing e commerce for 20 years, buddy. And I feel like. I've only started to figure out how little it is that I know about this business and and the potential and the opportunities and the risks. But I also know we've interviewed hundreds of people on this podcast whose lives have been dramatically changed building businesses that they're proud of that's helped them step away from whatever reality was before e-commerce into something far more flexible, scalable with a brighter future. And while other businesses are closing and like, you know, that friend who's got of yours who owns that warehouse, He's been in business for decades, probably. And yeah. he's lost a lot very quickly while your business was ramping up and getting big. We're in the right business. But it, that doesn't mean it's easy. But if you're ready to do the work, there's opportunity everywhere. So yeah, you've built a great business, man. Congratulations. And in, any final thoughts as we start to wrap this one up? I need to, to actually get going here soon. We started a little late today, which was my fault. And I appreciate your flexibility for sure. You've given us a lot of your time. You're a busy guy running a great business. Uh, but any final thoughts before we start to wrap this up? Oh, what can I tell to new sellers? Keep pushing it. I know it's hard, but it's going to get easier eventually. I think I listened to one of your podcasts before, like about two, or two years or three years ago. You say something where whatever worries you now with Amazon, a year from now, you're going to turn back and, and look how this little thing worry you so much and it wasn't that crazy and right. you just going to laugh about it right because whatever you thought it was the end of the world with amazon a year from that date that you do you you feel like the world has end to you it's not going to be as you don't want to see as crazy as you thought it was at that point. <laughs> that's so true 
Yeah. That's been true for 20 years in e-commerce. I could give you countless examples where the monster that you're facing today, the, just, the thing that's causing you to lose sleep right now, a year from now, is going to be a little lesson that you laugh about and you wonder why you were so worried. It's happened to me at this point 300 times over 20 years. It's always something, right? But you learn, you grow, you can focus on the loss or you can focus on the lesson. You can focus on the fact that you lost $20,000 worth of marshmallows or you can focus on the lesson. Hey, from now on, we're going to be very careful about meltables and expiration dates. And we're going to make sure everyone understands We've got to be cautious here, guys. So that lesson saved you potentially you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of future mistakes because you learned your lesson. And now it's something that hopefully someday you can laugh about. I found it entertaining. I, hopefully I didn't rub you the wrong way with me laughing about it. But those are the kind of lessons that come with this business is it, you, you, know, you stub your toe, you bump your head, you keep moving forward. Lesson learned. And as long as you're keeping an inch deep, mile wide approach, you're diversifying your risk. In other words, none of these issues are going to sink you. They're just going to be painful little lessons that are part of the journey. That's it. And like you said, live and learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the conference to see all the uh, meet people I met last in the last conference. Uh, there is a few people that I, I, I want to talk to. And I thought, this, I don't know how this conference is going to be, the, the dynamic of this conference is going to be. I heard a little bit of it, where they're going to split us in groups, where depending on what your interest on learning or questioning or not. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of that. We actually have 40 breakout sessions planned this time. So there'll be plenty of opportunities to get into small groups, meet other sellers. Uh, we're going to help people form mastermind groups if they're interested in doing that. The VIP ticket holders get into uh, mastermind groups while they're at the event. So you can meet the people who are in your group and hopefully establish some momentum with your group right on site. Lots of cool features. Uh, Sebastian is talking about, of course, if you're listening today, he's talking about The Proven Conference. It's happening in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th. And the website is at theprovenconference.com. Go check it out, get your tickets. And we've got hundreds of people already registered. It's going to be a great event. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you there again this year, Sebastian. Well, I, I need to wrap this episode up, Sebastian. I think we could talk and, and create some great content and even ideas for each other, but my phone's blowing up on an appointment I got to get to. And you've been very generous with your time today, Sebastian. So I, I really appreciate that, man. It's been, it's been good hanging out with you for a little bit today. Thank you. The same, same to you, Jim. I was looking forward to this and it happens. And like I said, whenever I have to come back, I will come back and try to bring the most value to the new listeners or people who are going through hard situations with Amazon. And I will try to help them out as much as possible, whatever it is on my, uh, whatever is available for me, you know, but I try to help, uh, I try to help the, the newer sellers the best as possible. And like I said, do not give up, try your best and keep pushing because the good days are coming. It's Very hard, yes, but it's not impossible. Absolutely. And we, we've got ample evidence that you, know, you can do this business. So I appreciate all your advice and insights today, Sebastian. Well done, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Let me talk to the listeners who joined Sebastian and I today for another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us a very valuable gift today. You gave us some of your time. And we appreciate that and we value that. 
Thank you for that. If you want to hear dozens of great recent episodes of other students from our community, you can hear them at silentgym.com. They're going to tell their success story as well as the struggles they've had, the, the circumstances they've overcome, a very realistic vantage point of what it looks like to build a beautiful business online. We've been doing that around here for coming up on 20 years, and we'd love to earn your trust and help you on that journey if you're ready to do the work. We've got the people and the resources and the instruction to help you get there. So check out silentgym.com. We've got links to our Facebook group, which is free. This podcast, of course, is free. Other great resources, our paid course, which is the Proven Amazon course. You heard Sebastian talk about that today. Our coaching as well. There's links to all of that. If you're ready to get started, we're here to help you out with whatever makes the most sense for you. God bless all the business building warriors. We will have another great episode for you again very soon. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.